All winter long, we've heard about how the Yankees needed a left fielder. But what if it's possible that the left fielder has always been on the Yankees? He's just been playing right field mostly. Find out what I'm talking about next. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. If you're new to the show, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. If you're a returning listener or viewer, I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. I hope you're all having a wonderful Tuesday. I guess we've entered the end of February, technically, because it's February 21st and lots of stuff is happening. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all audio platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, you know what to do. Plus, hit the thumbs up button and hit the bell so you know when our videos go up. I just, uh, yeah, we're going to have to talk about this whole thing that came out, which I love, by the way. I love the idea of this person playing left field. Never thought it would be an option. In all of my scenarios, I never mentioned this person as a possible left fielder. And the fact that he came out and suggested, hey, I could do this, makes me love him even more. I'm talking about Aaron Judge. We're going to talk about Aaron Judge basically saying, hey, if we want G to get more reps, put him in right, and I'll play left field. Huh. <laughs> Is Aaron Judge not the greatest? Are we not, like, really happy that he's back? I am. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about other stuff happening in Yankees camp. Some Aaron Boone quotes. Yeah, I have some opinions about some Aaron Boone quotes. And we'll just talk about all the stuff happening in spring training. We're getting closer and closer to actual game action which will be happening this weekend and by the way i'll be doing a special show again on saturday we ran into some issues in the house here yesterday which is why we didn't have a show so tuesday through saturday and then we have a new host joining co-host he will be here for monday's show i'm very excited and i'll tell you more about that as we progress through the week so i love this i love it i love it i love it i love it MLB.com says the Yankees believe that more innings in the outfield would help Giancarlo Stanton play to his potential this season. Aaron Judge has a suggestion on how to make it happen. Quote, I did mention it to them about if we need to get Big G in right field at Yankee Stadium, put me in left. I don't mind it. I don't mind switching around so we have me, Bader and Big G out there. We'll get some reps, hopefully in spring training and get comfortable out there. Now, Boone says there's no set plan to begin playing judge in left field, though he acknowledged that that concept is on the table. And like Boone, Stanton believes he would benefit from semi-regular duty in the outfield. He said, I think I have more of a flow when I'm an outfielder. Being an outfielder, you're more engaged in the game, whereas if you're DH, you're inside a lot of the time, staying warm and hitting, kind of watching the game from the TV. And I've mentioned this it's, I've mentioned this a few times on the show throughout the years. It's really not that easy being a DH. And the guys who excel at being a DH are the ones you don't want in the field. David Ortiz. You know, like guys like that. <laughs> you know, yes, Stanton makes things a little interesting sometimes with certain routes that he takes to the ball. Or routes. Wait, is it routes or routes? Um, that he takes to the ball. But 
I feel like he probably would be a more complete, better player if he were playing the outfield. Not all the time. He doesn't have to be out there all the time. But this is an option that's on the table. Now, the fact that going through all the options for left field, and we were talking about if the Yankees trade, if the Yankees sign someone, because there are still guys out there who need to be signed who aren't great, but they know how to play left field. But we always talked about internal options being Oswaldo Cabrera <laughs> or maybe one of the kids from the minors, like Floreal or like uh, Pereira, something like that. And no one thought of Judge. I certainly didn't. It's not that bad an idea. Yes, he's used to playing in right field, but they had to put him out in center last year, and he did really well out in center. Kind of screwed him for the gold glove because he split time between the two positions, but he did fine. He could, ad he could adapt to left field. Now, left field in Yankee Stadium is kind of challenging. It was, I feel like it was more challenging at the old stadium. I don't know if you guys recall. Kevin Euclid. Oh, wait, no. I think that was the first season at the new stadium. The Red Sox put Kevin Euclid out in left field, and it was a disaster. <laughs> and, yeah, both stadiums, left field is kind of a frightening place, and you kind of need to be able to adapt to the high sky and I know you're thinking well the high sky is everywhere in the stadium but for some reason it just hits differently in left field you saw it during David Cohn's perfect game Ricky Lede caught that one ball that he didn't even see the ball just went into his glove thank god and Cohn got the perfect game but I love this I love this idea so much at first I kind of thought mm. and then I realized it's Aaron Judge he could basically do anything he proved that last year so I love that he's the one that suggested it and that shows you what kind of a leader he is and that, you know, I know people make fun of the whole captaincy thing, but I, being a lifelong Yankee fan, I love it and I think he's perfect for it. And this just proves that he's perfect for it. So more on Stanton. He played right field during his best season in 2017 with the Marlins when he hit 59 home runs. He served primarily as a DH since then, including 65 starts at DH last season compared to 38 in the outfield. He played 34 in right field and only four in left field. Stanton said, it'll continue to be similar as last year. I hit a road bump last year with the Achilles injury in July but you've got to build up to a similar game plan and see what we can accomplish, putting us in the best scenario to win each night, wherever that is in the lineup. As I'm reading, my ad blocker decided to say, hey, you're updated. Great. Thank you, computer. Huh. Judge said, I know he wants to be a good outfielder. He's good out there. And Boone has said that he would not he would prefer not to play Stanton in the more spacious left field at Yankee Stadium, but you could see him on the road in left field, like you know, Minute Maid Park, which <laughs> that left field seems like it's twenty feet deep, doesn't it? When you're watching it on TV, and it's kind of weird because TVs make stadiums look bigger, so I can't even imagine how shallow left field looks in Minute Maid Park in person. Also Fenway, they put him out in left in Fenway. 
And uh, Boone said, I'm open to things like that, especially in the home ballpark, but we'll see. It's something that I would say I'm at least considering and we'll just see how that goes in letting that play out and guys getting reps in different spots. So no decision on that yet, but it is something that's on my board. But again, I love this so much. Also, Judge's suggestion could also mean that Josh Donaldson could be the DH instead. Which means you could see someone like DJ LeMayhew at third. And if DJ LeMayhew is healthy and you see him more in the lineup as a regular, that helps the Yankees too. Right? Yes. So in a moment, Aaron Boone actually was talking about Josh Donaldson, and I'm going to talk about that quote in a moment. But first, looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Well, you've got to try a Built Bar. If you're watching your weight, or if you exercise like I do and you want a source of protein but you don't want to compromise on taste, you've got to try Built. They're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. And what makes them so good? They're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And I'm not sure how they do this, but they taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, you don't need to wait around for a box. For years, we've been telling you about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a 4-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors Brownie Batter, it's so good, and Churro. You can thank me later. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. Make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so Aaron Boone had this to say about Josh Donaldson. I think you're crazy to not think there's a bounce back in there offensively. There has to be a bounce back. He can't be worse than what he, well, I mean, he can, but he can't. He can't. Josh Donaldson knows how to hit. He's won the MVP. I know he's older, but you don't forget how to hit. And it looked like he forgot how to hit last year, especially in the playoffs. It was just really strange watching him either not swinging at all or realizing he's not swinging and then swinging at horrible pitches. You know, like looking at pitches that he could hit and swinging at pitches he shouldn't be swinging at. It was the weirdest thing. And I say this all the time. The Yankees were lucky that Josh Donaldson was only bad offensively and that he was okay defensively because that would have been a disaster. To have both him and Hicks <laughs> being bad defensively and offensively at the same time just would have been a disaster. So, yeah. Now, I joked, I joked on Twitter about this quote. I said, this sounds just like the IKF was the best, one of the best shortstops in baseball nonsense they were peddling last season. And I know Aaron Boone can't come out and say that his players are not good. He has to go out there in the press and build them up because he knows they're reading this stuff and he knows that, you know, he can't really say anything bad. And the Yankees will be better if Josh Donaldson hits better. But I do like the idea of Stanton and Judge being in the outfield 
Donaldson being a DH and DJ LeMahieu being at third. I like that a lot, especially if DJ can stay healthy, because that makes the lineup a lot better, having DJ back in there. And speaking of the infield, did anyone else see t- pictures of Glaber Torres? He has bulked up a lot. I almost didn't recognize him, actually, when he was... I think it was the first day that they reported position players, but they weren't technically practicing. You know what I mean? It wasn't like an official workout yet. He was wearing shorts and a t-shirt and his legs just looked monstrous. So it looks like someone is trying to get more power in his legs. Now, hopefully this won't affect him defensively. But he's not going to be shortstop. He'd be at second. And sure, you know, second base, you kind of have to run around a little bit. But it's not as much as running around as a shortstop. So hopefully this won't make things worse for him defensively. But Glaber Torres with pop in his bat. Giancarlo Stanton playing more outfield and helping him be a little more warmed up during the games to hit more home runs. I mean, he didn't have a bad year last year. He hit 31. He just missed some games. DJ LeMayhew being healthy playing third. Josh Donaldson getting his act together, maybe, offensively, and being the DH. It could be a good thing. Could. Now, speaking of good things offensively, let's talk about Aaron Judge. He spoke to the media yesterday, which I didn't get to yesterday, so I apologize. He said it felt like the first day of school, and, you know, obviously... All the attention was on him after signing the big contract, after the year that he had. So it's no surprise that lots of questions were asked. And he said, I don't really like putting a number on it. Because, you know, people are joking about, hey, could you hit 62 again? He said, I like going out there and trying to control what I can control. But you never know what could happen. So we'll see about 62. I already said it. He's not hitting 62 again. He's really not. And don't be disappointed if it's only like 40 to 45, because that's still an insane amount of home runs, okay? So don't be disappointed in that. Judge also said, I've got some goals written down, but my individual stats always take care of themselves if I'm focused on the team out there. The game tells you what you need to do. If I'm going up there thinking about trying to hit a homer or thinking about what my batting average is going to be, I'm probably going to walk away from that at bat after three pitches, which is kind of what we saw him do (laughs) when he was trying to get to 60, 61, and 62. It wasn't necessarily three pitches, but you could tell his brain was working a little too much because that's a lot of pressure. He said, after everything that happened last season, I'm still going to try to do what I did last year, which is take it one at bat at a time and focus on helping this team win. That's another reason why he's the captain. He always says the right things. And if you need to be reminded, the man compiled a 311, 425, 686 batting line while leading the majors in runs, 133, homers, obviously 62, runs batted in, 131, The on-base percentage, the slugging percentage, his OPS, the OPS plus of 211, which I said I was going to try and mention on every show. So there you go. One mention. And total bases, 391. And he also led the American League with 111 walks. The man was unbelievable last year. Unbelievable. 
Boone said it's just another year in his evolution as a leader. It's now accompanied with a title that means a lot more to this organization, especially in a sport that doesn't do it a lot. He's always made it a point to reach out and make younger guys feel a part of this. I don't think that's necessarily anything drastic he's doing other than being himself. And, oh, speaking of Judge and coming back, Anthony Rizzo also <laughs> spoke to the press. <laughs> And of course, he was asked about Kevin, his dog, and how Kevin helped Judge stay in New York. And they showed a clip on TikTok where he was being asked the question, and he didn't even let the guy finish the question. He just answered the question that Kevin was part of the reason why Judge stayed. I suggested on the Yankees TikTok that the Yankees put up a monument for Kevin in Monument Park. And the Yankees responded and said, that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> so Anthony Rizzo spoke to the media, talked about the dogs. Um, he said, it's funny that became such a big story. I mean, it's true. I did send pictures to kind of guilt him a little bit, but ultimately I was rooting for him to make the decision that was going to make him and Sam happy. Sam being Judge's wife. Now, as you all know, Rizzo was signed first, um, because they really thought that he was crucial to that off-season plan, plus there was the relationship that he had with Judge. But as I keep saying, I really don't think there was a chance of Judge leaving. I really don't. He wanted to make people think he was going to leave, but I say it all the time. And I'm I'm admitting that I'm an obnoxious New Yorker, but why would you leave New York? Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Why would you leave? No. So Aaron Boone said about Rizzo, it became a priority right away. I think everyone has seen Anthony come in and become a leader on this team, having success playing here. He's become entrenched with his teammates and with the organization. The left-handed piece, the defender that he is, the leader that he is, he's such a glue player for us. And Rizzo said, I definitely wanted to come back here. We love the whole atmosphere in the city, outside the field, then showing up to Yankee Stadium every day. It's top-notch. Amen. Amen, Anthony Rizzo. So in a moment, an article came out about Aaron Hicks, and there was a really lovely quote from Oswaldo Cabrera. And Oswaldo Cabrera was taking over Aaron Hicks's position. And I just love, I just love what he said so much. And that's the kind of stuff that you need to take away from baseball. These guys are human. Yes, we get annoyed with how they play sometimes, and we sometimes say bad things about them because we're just passionate, no offense, idiot fans. And, um, you know, we have to remember that there's a human there playing the game. And Oswaldo Cabrera kind of let us in a little bit to Aaron Hicks and how he is. So we're going to talk about that in a moment. But first... The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. 
The All-Star Game was something. I've been watching the NBA for a really long time, and I know it's an exhibition game, it doesn't really count, but... Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. It was interesting. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So Chris Kirchner of The Athletic wrote a really nice piece about Aaron Hicks and... We all know how bad the season was for Aaron Hicks. And he even said baseball wasn't fun in 2022. He admitted he lost his confidence at the plate. He tried overcompensating in the box during big moments to feel the sort of exhilaration that escaped him for almost all of the season and nothing worked. That's the opening paragraph, which is so depressing. He said, I felt... Like I was trying to force things that I normally wouldn't. I was forcing myself to get big hits. I was forcing myself to swing out of the zone to do something to help the team win. A lot of that got me into trouble. Essentially, I lost my approach. Hicks batted 216, 330, 313 with eight home runs, nine doubles, and 109 strikeouts in 130 games. During the offseason... He watched video from 2018, which was his best season. He hit 27 homers, and then he signed the seven-year extension in the 2019 offseason. And then things kind of fell apart for Aaron Hicks. Something about the Yankees giving extensions to, to guys that didn't work out really well. Hicks and Severino. It just was one of those things. In 2018, he kept his hands a bit higher and further away from his body and in 2022 and even 2021 he said his hands were lower and closer to his body and then the athletic put side-by-side pictures of it and yeah you can see the difference in how he was batting from those two years 2018 to 2022 now he said he believes his stance contributed to his inability to control the top of the zone this past season, because he went from slugging 615 in the top left of the zone, 756 top middle, 773 in the top right in 2018, to slugging, get this, slugging, okay? This is slugging. Those numbers are usually, you know, like if you're good, you're in the 500s, 600s, 700s, okay. In the top left of the zone, 573, so that's a pretty big drop off from 615. Top middle, he dropped from 756 to 200. And the top right from 773 to 273, slugging. That is really bad. But at least he kind of figured out what the problem was. So he said baseball wasn't fun. It was kind of one of those things where your team is winning and that's the ultimate goal. That's what's fun about the game is being able to win all the time. But when you're not contributing, it kind of starts to feel like you're not doing what you should be doing. I know the player I'm capable of being and I wasn't even close to it. That's just the way the season went. Now, the quote from Oswaldo Cabrera that I, I just I love this so much. And this shows the kind of guy that Aaron Hicks is. When Cabrera made the transition to becoming an outfielder after being called up, Hicks became the player he leaned on the most. Cabrera said, 
That guy was a mentor for me last season. When I was playing left field, he would come with me all the time and tell me what I needed to watch out for. He gave me tips that I know I needed when I had that moment playing there. That's the one thing I appreciate about that guy. And I feel glad to be with him here because he was so open in helping me all of the time. I always have appreciated him, and this is the first time I've said this in an interview, so I feel happy I can tell people about him. He's so strong mentally, that's the one thing I've taken from him, because he comes here every day playing hard and trying to compete, and it's not easy playing in the position that he was in last year. I love that. I also love Oswaldo Cabrera. I mean, could that kid be any more adorable and sweet and fun to watch? And I want him to do well, too, this season. I want him to... Wherever the Yankees decide to stick him, I want him to do well. So Hicks knows that this is the time to redeem himself, 2023. Just like the other day when I mentioned that Luis Severino knows that 2023 is the year that he needs to step up because it's his free agency year. But Hicks realizes that he really needs to step things up this year and he can't have a repeat of last year. Anthony Rizzo said about Hicks, when that kind of stuff happens, it's on us in the clubhouse to make sure you're well protected. When you hear the outside noise, it's hard to ignore it, but as professionals, you ignore it and you do the best you can. The atmosphere you create in the clubhouse is the most important thing. It's a new year. It's a fresh year. What was done last year is done, and you've got to go through it again this year. Good, bad, or indifferent 2023 is going to be a whole new book, a whole new journey of ups and downs and ebbs and flows. And Hicks said about 2023, if I'm able to go out and be who I know I can be, we'll probably never have this conversation again. It's just being able to do what I know I can do and stay within myself. I know if I do that, I know I'll be just fine. That's what we want. We want Aaron Hicks to have a good year. We want everyone to have good years. We want everyone to be healthy because ultimately that is what's going to help the Yankees win. Everyone needs to be healthy. Everyone needs to contribute in some way and I like the attitude that these guys have because it's not easy it's not easy being a baseball player obviously because there aren't that many people in the world who become professional baseball players and I just like the attitude that these guys have and Anthony Rizzo's right you know people always joke about uh they always make fun of people when the new year starts you know, in real life when the new year starts and everyone's like, new year, new me. And, you know, but it's true. You get a fresh start at the new year. And when you're an athlete, you get a fresh start at the start of the new season or training camp, however it goes. And let's just see if this fresh start is good for Aaron Hicks. So what have we learned today? We've learned that Aaron Judge is awesome. We knew that already, but we have more reason to believe that he's awesome. Josh Donaldson well, Aaron Boone believes that Josh Donaldson will be better. If you're not watching on YouTube, I'm crossing my fingers. Because, please, again, we need everyone to contribute. That includes Josh Donaldson. Right? Gleyber Torres showed up to Camp Jacked. We'll see what that does for his power numbers. Kevin Rizzo, cute little hot dog dog. <laughs> deserves a monument in Monument Park, at least according to me. Do with that what you will, Yankees. It would be kind of funny, though, if uh, they did something to honor Kevin because he played a role in Aaron Judge coming back. <laughs> and Aaron Hicks knows he was bad last year. He didn't enjoy it either, and he hopes to redeem himself and make Yankee fans like him again. 
What more could you ask for? So as I said, we'll be doing a show on Saturday to make up for the fact that there wasn't a show yesterday. And spring training games start this weekend. So we'll actually see baseball action and people on the field doing things other than just batting practice and throwing uh, bullpens and PFP drills. It'll be actual game action. So that's coming up this week. And a new co-host will be joining the show starting Monday. And we'll let you know who it is closer to Monday. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to us on every podcasting platform available. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button and comment on YouTube. Also click the bell so you know when our videos go up. And thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So enjoy your Tuesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.